Welcome back to Bible Love, and hey, Mary Balfour, Alleluia, Christ is risen. The Lord is risen indeed, Alleluia. It's it, been a long 40 days. I know, it's, uh, it's, we can never say that enough, we got 50 days, I guess we got, we're recording on Monday, we got 48 more days where we get to say this. Um, so this you know, is I love that Alan, I think we just saw like Easter morning. Oh, Easter's over. And it's not, we have yeah. days of this. It's amazing. Yeah. I'd love to, you know, let's pray, you know, cause we got to pray yeah, whatever. Pray. And then I want to talk about Easter and talk about what's coming up. And then maybe we'll talk about a Psalm in the Bible. We'll see. That sounds good. That but this, good. you're hearing this on Thursday and Easter week. And so here is the colic for today. Let us pray. Almighty and everlasting God who in the Paschal mystery established the new covenant of reconciliation, grant that all who have been reborn into the fellowship of Christ's body may show forth in their lives what they profess by their faith through Jesus Christ, our Lord, who lives and reigns with you and the Holy Spirit, one God forever and ever. Amen. Amen. How was Easter at Resurrection? Easter at Resurrection was glorious. Um, you know, it, it has felt very different the last two years, I think, kind of coming out of COVID. Um, a beautiful Maundy Thursday service with foot washing and the stripping of the altar and the washing of the altar, which I um, I just take such pride in, in being able to do that. Um, two Good Friday services, which were beautiful. Um, and we had, um, one of our wonderful choir members, um, chant the anthems. And that was just really, um, special. And at Church of the Resurrection, we've tried the Easter vigil before, but it doesn't seem to kind of work for them, I think. So the last two years, I've been having a Holy Saturday service, which they love. And it was a rainy Saturday morning, and I had 35 folks there, which I just thought was beautiful. And then on Easter morning, I had over 300 people worship the Lord on Easter morning, and that was glorious and wonderful. And um, I'm really excited about the next 50 days. I've got this really great trip coming up. I'm not going to be with y'all the next two weeks. I've got, I'm going to Scotland and England um, and getting to worship at Iona and Canterbury and you know that's going to be really neat so trying to sneak into um King Charles's coronation I hear my dad's been trying to figure that out how we could do that um but I, I just I'm like you Alan I I bask in the Easter season I love Lent I really do but Easter feels so hopeful to me um, the Lord is risen. We are, um, we get to celebrate that for 50 days and we're Easter people, right? Like that's really who we are at our core. And so I just, I love the season so much. And I'm particularly excited this year that I get to go back to our Anglican roots during the Easter yeah, season. That's awesome. I've never gotten to do anything like that. So I'm excited. How many do you add a sunrise service on Easter? We don't. So we have our typical 830 and 1030. Um, and so I had almost 100 at 830. 
and almost 200 at 1030. And I love to joke at the announcements. We do this every Sunday you know, and, and hope that they will come back. Um, but, you know, there are just those Easter and Christmas people. And, you know, I understand that. But um, I'm hopeful that they'll have just gotten a little taste and want to come back and do it again. Um, so tell me about Easter um, at St. Martin's. Yeah, we did um, the Triduum. You know, we had Monday, Thursday, Thursday night, and that's powerful. Midweek services at St. Martin's aren't um, hugely attended, right? We're a suburban church, and folks live kind of all over, and DFW traffic is crazy. Mm -hmm. And so, um, you know, numbers are hit or miss, but there was a good crowd, and you know, you see like some families come and like kids washing parents' feet and all like it's incredibly powerful for me to see. Mm-hmm. Um, but I just I just love that service in particular. Um, Good Friday, we had noon and seven. The noon Good Friday service, um, my mentor, one of my best friends, Beth Fain, um, she this. came in town for the weekend. Her mom lives in Dallas. She's in Houston. She works for the Diocese of Texas. Her mom lives north of Dallas. So she was there and Uh, So got to um, worship with her in the pews, which is always lovely. Friday night, we had another service. I'm trying to remember. Um, It goes quick, doesn't it? Yeah. Yeah. So we had those services. They were great. Um, Holy Saturday, we do a Holy Saturday service. It's like seven or eight people. We do it in our chapel. You know, that service takes like 10 minutes. It's the shortest service. Maybe y'all do something different. We just kind of do the prayers. to make it to make yeah. it yeah and so we had folks who showed up just for that like last year i think was the first time they had done it um i kind of love the service yeah me too. last year last year it was me and and the altar guild who took a break from setting up the church but this year we had people who came for that service um holy saturday and the life of saint martin's was also interesting this week we had a funeral for a teenager and so um we got to say Alleluia. We got to have Eucharist on Holy Saturday afternoon, which like, you know, is a, is a pretty powerful thing. Yeah. And so that was, um, and that service was really powerful, right? Like we're not supposed to bury teenagers. And so when that happens uh, to see community outpouring, to see folks show up, to see, you know, kids who, maybe are only there because it was their buddy, not because they go to church, but to then come forward to the rail to see God's love pouring out. And we'll talk about it when we get to Psalm 18, um, kind of the enduring nature of God's mercy and love um, is really powerful for me. So that, that was kind of like my Easter moment. Yeah. Um, then we do, we do the vigil at eight o'clock um, as the sun's going down. Sunset was eight Oh four. And so I got to light the new fire about when it was getting dark and do all last year, I tried to do it with all the readings. Mm. Um, That's a long service. my friend. Yeah. Folks didn't, didn't love that. I don't think. And so we, we cut it down to five readings this year and then we wake up, we have a sunrise service out in our Memorial garden. So we did seven, eight o'clock, 1030. And you know, there's folks that it's their first son. You know, there's some folks who, 
come Christmas and Easter and this is their place where they worship. And that's great. And I love seeing those folks. And then there's other folks who, I guess, wake up Easter morning or decide Easter morning is the first time they want to go to a new church. And so they come and and that's amazing. Uh, you know, I caution. I'm like, hey, if it's your first time here, things don't always look like this because I don't want them to come back and think we're like, you know, this crazy thing. But it was it was a wonderful day. The liturgy that way every Sunday. So maybe the flowers are not there. Maybe the yeah. trunk is not there. But that liturgy is there. That Eucharistic yeah. prayer is there. And that's what I mean when I say we do this every Sunday. You yeah, know? for sure. And, I um, that. and then, you know, we've got a bunch of stuff coming up. We started last year. We save our Easter egg hunt for the second Sunday of Easter. And so this coming week, we have our Easter festival. We do Easter egg hunt right after church. We have a petting zoo. We bounce house. Like our, we partner with the soccer club and a couple hundred kids play soccer in our fields every Sunday. And so we invite them. We invite the community. It's a lot of fun. We have that this coming Sunday. We got other stuff planned. We try to, you know, let the Easter season carry us through the spring and yeah, a lot of fun. I, know. I had a, I had a, I invite the entire church to my house for an Easter celebration, but I usually do it the third or fourth week of Easter. Um, and we, we call it dessert at the Dunlaps. Um, and some of them were like, Oh, I'll see you on Sunday. So I felt like I had to make an announcement like, do not show up at my house on Sunday. It's on April 30th. Like I will be asleep. But again, that same thought of what you were just talking about, like trying to make people realize it's 50 days. You know, there's, there's lots of time to celebrate. There's lots of things that we can do. Um, and, and I think that's such a beautiful thing. Don't you love the seasons of the church? They just give such rhythm to who we are. Um, and we're going to be talking about that a lot this summer with some of the guests that we have. And I'm just excited, um, to share that with folks, you know, so they can understand there really is a beauty in this in, in Jesus's life. And that's how we mark the church. And I, and I, I love that so much. So, so should we talk about the Psalm we were talking, we we're thinking about for today? Sure, with whatever time we have left. Yeah, yeah. Psalm 118. If you were at church on Sunday, we read a part of Psalm 118. Yes, um, so that is the typical principal service psalm. So it's Psalm 118, verses 1 and 2, and then you skip down to 14 and 24. That's what the lectionary says. And, of course, it is a very joyful psalm. Um, it is one that talks about steadfast love. In fact, I think that's uh, quoted twice. Yes, the first two, it's called a song of victory. And that makes sense, right? If you can, if you remember Josiah last week, he did a beautiful job of connecting the Psalms with the New Testament and Jesus's life. And again, we kind of feel that again here. Oh, give thanks to the Lord, for he is good. His steadfast love endures forever. Let Israel say his steadfast love endures forever. That's what we need to hear during the Easter season, that that God's love is never failing. Um, so I love that. And then when you get down further, um, again, the Lord is my strength and my might. He's become my salvation there are glad songs of victory in the tents of the righteous. 
The right hand of the Lord does valiantly. The right hand of the Lord is exalted. Um, I shall not die, but I shall live. Like that's what Easter is all about, right? I mean, that death on Good Friday and that resurrection on Sunday. Um, so it is very, um, and the last, the last line is, is the one that we, we, we all know, um, the Lord, this is the day that the Lord has made. Let us rejoice and be glad in it. You know, what a wonderful way to wake up every morning, you know, and, um, so I think it's so appropriate. The writers of the lectionary were very smart guys. I'm sure it was guys, um, and, thinking about this, you know, um, what are the things we need to hear on Easter morning um, that remind us that he is risen? So what do you think? Yeah, no, I think it's, you know, the repetitive nature of his mercy endures forever, his mercy endures forever, like all of it, right? Like we wake up and we read um, the stories of, the women at the tomb, the women running off to to tell the guys, hey, this thing happened. Remember what Jesus told us was going to happen. It's true. And all of that, right? It's real joyful. And, you know, the Psalms, we've talked a bunch about how the Psalms are, are pretty honest about the highs and lows of, of life. You know, Psalm 23, the valley of the shadow of death. We talked about that. We talked about Psalm 22. Um, which leads us into Easter, right? Psalm 22 is kind of the theme of Holy Week. Mm-hmm. This psalm is joyful. I mean, the psalm of victory, the psalm that, that Jesus Christ has conquered the, the valley of the shadow of death. And so we can, even in the midst of um, our sorrow, you know, it reminds me, maybe the most powerful thing I get to say as a priest ever um, other than you're sealed by the Holy Spirit in baptism and marked as Christ's own forever. That maybe is, is the, the keystone of my ministry. But the other is, is at the, the commendation, right? And we're sitting there at a body, or we're sitting there at remains, and we get to say, all of us go down into the dust, yet even at the grave we make our song, Alleluia, Alleluia, Alleluia. Like I get goosebumps saying it right now, because that's the hope. That's what this psalm is talking about. That's why Easter Sunday matters, is because like, even in the midst of, of death, even in the valley of the shadow of death, his mercy endures forever. Yeah, I, I totally agree with you. Um, I was talking to a parishioner yesterday whose husband died um, in December. So this was like her first Easter without her husband. And I just said, you know, tell me how, how Easter was. And she said, resurrection. And I think she means the resurrection, but I also think she means resurrection, our parish, has never meant so much to me because I know that he is with God and that, that you know, you're right. That is a celebration. And, and as painful as it can be, there is so much hope in that. And I just love that, that resurrection has never meant so much. Um, you know, I was telling Alan before we started, it's, um, was the first Easter for my husband and his brother, um, to not have their mom, you know? And yes, it was so sad, 
but I also felt like I could remind them that she is with the Lord and, and, and is rejoicing in that. And I hope looking down and like being super proud of us and what we're doing. Um, oh, this is so cool. I need to tell you about this, Alan. So speaking of my, my precious mother-in-law, Martha. So we, uh, you all will remember last, um, last summer, there was a tragic shooting at uh, St. Stephen's in Birmingham, which is where my brother-in-law, my sister-in-law, and my nieces attend church, where Martha attended church, where her funeral was. Um, and so we, they decided to mark the anniversary of both their church and the shootings that they would build a columbarium. And so Martha is going to be one of the first people actually buried in that columbarium. And Bishop uh, Curry is coming at the one year anniversary to celebrate these martyrs that died at that church that day. Um, and I just think that's so cool that Martha will be one of the first ones buried there. I'm just so, um, I think she'd love that. And I hope I get to be a part, I got to do her funeral. So I'm hoping I get to be a part of her, um, of her burial and get to say those words you were just saying, you know, hallelujah, hallelujah, you know, um, so isn't that neat? Yeah, that's awesome. The sad part see, is yeah. like we've been ready to do the burial and we kind of had to wait, you know, but I think in the end it'll be all worth it, you know. Yeah. Yeah. So anyway, what a great Easter. And as we move in to more Easter, because we have 50 days, there are more Psalms to talk about. And that's what we're going to finish up this year doing. Um, we've got some more guests coming on and I have to say I'm a little worried about being in Scotland and England because I am not going to be here to monitor what comes out of your mouth, Alan. And uh, I told you who's coming back. It's yeah. everyone's favorite um, enemy or frenemy, the Reverend Canon Jimmy Hartley. We talk about him a lot. He's kind of like Baltimore, I think. He's only been on the show once. It was a long time ago. No, he twice. So, he's has been, he been on, on twice. See, I don't even remember. He's utterly unremarkable. I don't even remember when he comes on. But no, Jimmy is, uh, you know, my best friend. We worked together for a long time. And so uh, if I ask him to do things, he typically says yes, because he has terrible boundaries. And so he will be my co-host for these next couple of weeks. And so I'm sorry, like this whole thing may get canned, like, Apple may like pull us from the show. Who knows what's going to happen, Mary Balfour? Okay, don't mess this up for me. Please don't mess this up. Um, the other thing I want to say is I know that you like to tease each other, but do try to find some kindness in your heart towards each other. Um, Jimmy is a very wise man and knows a lot, and so I'm sure he will have much um, to give to the Psalms the next couple weeks. And then... In May, I'm going to bring on some of my girls. I got some girl priests coming who I love very much, and you love to, um, from the Diocese of Upper South Carolina. And um, I'm excited about that. And we just got a lot more to come, listeners. So be a part of it. Be as good as you can, Alan. And y'all, I'll be praying, and y'all pray for me as I take a bunch of folks to Scotland and England and as we walk the walk 
um, of our uh, history of our Anglican brothers and sisters. And keep on reading the Bible. Keep on celebrating Easter. And remember that God loves you, but most, imp- that we love you, but most importantly, God does. <laughs> <laughs>